Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, which is available as a Kindle book, as a paperback, and as a podcast. Just search for Master of the Gods wherever you listen to me, you should find it. You can also read my current kinda sorta new book, my new old book, The Chain, which I'm currently in the middle of a massive rewrite of over at Wattpad. I'm C.E. Dorset over there. So you can find me. Please read it. It's really... Oh, it's my heart. Today, I wanted to talk about something a little bit different from what we've been talking about. have been talking a lot about fantasy and science fiction. Don't worry, we're going to get back to that. But today, I had an experience that reminded me how much the tools and techniques that we learn from fans, from being fans or writers, can really impact and change our lives. And I wanted to share the experience with you. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do, if you haven't already, please rate this podcast, either the episode or the whole thing, depending on what the app allows you to do. It really does help me out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the more chances we have to interact. And Let's be honest, that's what this is all about, isn't it? At least for me. So, what happened? Well, this is going to be one of those, like, pull up a chair, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. And it's not actually going to be that much of a story, but it's kind of a framing device for what happened, and it really kind of got me thinking about some things. And I can tell my accent's coming out. I, I... don't necessarily try to hide it. I've lived all over the place. I've lived most of my life in Maryland and as such developed a much more Marylander or neutral accent from being out there. But I was born and raised in, well, between the Ozarks, Texas, Tennessee. We lived a little bit in Oklahoma, a little bit in Arkansas. So, every now and then, when I let my guard down, you can kind of hear that twang come into my voice. And so today, I was out on my deck that we have at the house here, and I think I've said this before, but, you know, I live in the house that my parents lived in when I was born. My parents lived just up the street, and I've got a lot of family around here. And today... I was out on the deck, my dad came down to visit, and we were sitting out there just talking, telling stories, you know, like you do when you're sitting around with your father, and a little bit later, my second cousin, let's see, his father, well, his grandfather would have been my grandfather's brother, so third, second cousin, third cousin, somewhere in there. Anyway, families are big out here. (laughs) Came down to visit. And 
there we were, the three of us sitting out on the deck, and I really didn't have that much to contribute. But, and I should take a moment to say, I am not a sports fan. I am the furthest thing from a sports fan. I, I don't like watching sports for the most part, with a few exceptions. I don't like playing sports for the most part, with a few exceptions. Sports has never been a big part of my life. Especially not fast pitch softball. That's one of those that I just never got into, don't like. I don't... Baseball, softball... I guess it was the rebellion in me. My dad was really into those things, really wanted me to be into those things. And through sheer lack of talent and interest, never really got into them. But there's my cousin and my dad out there talking about the old local fast pitch softball league that used to be around here and all the people that used to play in it, the pitchers, the catchers, some fun stories about catchers, the various players, people that I had never heard the name of before, some that I had, some that I actually had met in my life and I couldn't stop listening. I just couldn't. Because the more they talked, the more they built this world up. Because every now and then they'd glance over and kind of see that I was lost. So they'd backtrack a little bit and tell me a little bit about either the person or the place or the circumstances around which the story was involved. Because they could see that I was paying attention. And if there's anything that I've learned in life, when people figure out that you're actually paying attention to you, they will go into detail about whatever it is they're talking about. And that's when the magic starts. So they're telling stories about my my poppy, my great-grandfather, Doc. And they're telling stories about P-Jack and Denny. You know, these would be my great-grandfather's brothers. And they're filling in all the gaps. Making sure I understood what was being said and all the different stuff about the leagues and how they played and how various people could come in and the various levels all the way up to the semi-pro teams that had injured players from the Cardinals and the Orioles and other teams come down to play and all this stuff. I mean, just sheer minutiae. And like I said, I'm somebody, I, I don't care about sports. I don't care about, you know, slow pitch softball. I didn't know hardly any of the people they were talking about, but I couldn't stop listening. And they must've gone on for two, three hours, just sharing stories back and forth and back and forth. Some of them, their own triumphs when they were pitching or what for this team or that and as you'd expect in a small town discussion about local sports you know starting back when they were in high school and going all the way through here there and yonder all the way up until they were in their 50s and 60s and i'm sitting there listening to these stories and i just couldn't stop listening they were they were fascinating not because of my interest in the sport. Not because I knew the people that they were telling me stories about. But because of the vivid world 
that they were building around me. This whole unseen planet of amateur and semi-pro ball that used to be played around here and still in some ways is. All these stories, all these people, generations. Well, I remember his father. Well, did you ever see his son? I hear his grandson. And it built this beautiful, amazing world that if I had more interest in the subject, I probably would try to write a novel that took place in these local sports leagues because it was just such a good story, just listening to all of it. And then I started thinking, we don't have that kind of world building in our lives anymore. And we don't take that care to tell those stories and build those worlds like that, like they used to. And when I say like they used to, I I really mean that. Many of the stories that they started over and over and over again kept being introduced with, now, this is before everybody had a TV. Now, we didn't even have radios in our house when we were doing this. You know, they were those kinds of stories that, you know, this is what we had for entertainment. This is the world we lived in. These are the people that we knew and the events that took place. And it was so rich and vivid that even though I have no idea what these people look like, I don't know what their uniforms look like or even if they wore uniforms but my mind filled in the gaps and all these beautiful stories just washed over me and don't get me wrong this isn't going to be one of those tales of this is what happened when we got television and the internet no it's not that because i have those stories they're Stories about my friends out at the clubs, be they the drag clubs or the gay bars or the goth clubs. And the worlds that we went into there. And the more I listened to their story, and after they left, the more I thought about my own stories. It it made me think that this is something that we do when we're young. And we stop doing when we get older. Now, part of that's capitalism's fault by telling us that we got to pay our rent and pay the bills. And of course, nobody's going to pay us what we're worth. So, yeah, we got to kind of hustle to get by. But that doesn't mean we have to stop building these wonderful worlds. That's the world we live in. It's fast. It's moving. We're constantly having to do things so that we can pay our bills, that we can pay our rent, that we can have food on the table, that we can take care of ourselves and our families. But those worlds that we used to live in when we were younger, they don't have to go away. Now, I have some of that at the conventions that I go to, where everyone is an adventure. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what people you're going to meet. What strange things are going to happen. But I have those in my regular life too. It's a matter of taking the time to build them. See, last Sunday, I made bow for the first time. 
from scratch because I wanted to. And so my husband and I went into the kitchen. It was it took about two. See, we made the dough. It took about two hours for it to rise, and we made the filling. And then I made each dumpling wrapper by hand, and he'd scoop scoop of the filling into it, and then I'd wind it up, put it put it on the side, and we'd go. But the whole time. We're there. It took about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, to go through all of this. We talked about our favorite dumpling shops, our first experience with Chinese dumplings, our first experiences with Bao, and why it was so important for me to make them, and why he was so excited to have them, because where we live, there's nowhere we, we can go out and get anything like that. And it was sharing. It was honest, communal sharing. And that's where these memories come from. That's where these stories come from. When we take the same care with our real life to build a world as vibrant and full and worth living in as anything that we could possibly have in a movie in a TV show, in a novel. Our lives have these characters in them. They float in and out. But the thing I think that we stopped doing, and why I wanted to talk about it on today's episode, is we stopped thinking about these things as an adventure. And they just become that thing we do. Well, we're just going to go out to a restaurant. Or, oh, we're just going to go out to the movies. Or, they're just, (laughs) we're going to do it. And it's a lot of that's the perspective that causes the problem. Because the more lackadaisical we become about our daily routine, the more we allow ourselves to just sit back and not really put in the care and concern and focus on our daily lives and the events that are taking place in it and the things that we are actively choosing to do. See, the more we kind of float around in there and just do things because that's the way it is, the less likely we are to actually make a memory, to make a long-lasting memory, to actually let ourselves live in the moment and experience it in its fullness, in its completeness, to let it wash over us and flow through us and really become a part of our lived experience. Because there's a difference between, well, we're going to go to the movie and let's get, get everybody together and let's go see this movie. See, Chip and Dan Heath wrote a wonderful book a while back called The Power of Moments. And this is one of those books that Well, I don't want to say it changed my life or anything hyperbolic like that. It did change my focus. Because one of the things that they were trying to answer in the book is why we remember these peak moments and why others just kind of wash by us. And the question that they asked, and it's a very interesting one, was, 
can we engineer one of those peak moments? Can we engineer one of those moments that will just make for a great memory that will last? And, well, this is one of those points where I want to say, I don't want to spoil the book. You should read it for yourself. But it's a nonfiction book and there's it's, it'd be hard to spoil it because there's so much good in there. The answer is yes, but by focusing on the right things. And this is where world building our own lives really comes into place. Taking that time, taking that care, those moments to really seek out and allow to happen moments of surprise and wonder. See, I had a lot of stuff I wanted to do today. I had a lot planned. I had a lot on my schedule. I'm going to probably be working double time tomorrow to get caught up on the stuff that I didn't get done today. But I didn't rush my dad off when he arrived. I didn't rush my cousin off when he arrived. Because I realized what was going on. These were people I don't get to spend as much time with as I want to because capitalism makes me work. (laughs) But having that time, just sitting out there on a nice, beautiful day, which we don't get that many of, not too hot, not too cold, nice breeze blowing through, sitting out there just getting to talk, listen to the stories. That was more valuable than anything I could have done sitting in front of my laptop, working away. Because now I have a memory that I can hold on to, that I can go back to. It's going to affect everything. Don't be surprised if in some story I write at some point you see some kind of competitive sports league show up. Because now I have all these new characters floating around in my head from all the stories that I was hearing. And that's the whole point. That's why I wanted to share this with you. See, if I had behaved like myself, like the person that I've become over the last 10 years, I would have just told them, y'all can stay out here and have fun, enjoy the deck, but I have to get back to work. I have things that I need to do because they need doing. I would have missed it. I would have completely missed it. And I know it's a kind of a luxury for me to be able to stay there and actually listen. But how often do we let those moments slip through our fingers? How often do we let those moments just pass us by when they could be something special But because we keep ourselves so busy, so wound up, we let them irritate us, annoy us. We tell ourselves, oh man, that's not what I wanted to do right now. Oh man. Because I'll tell you, when I got up today, the last thing I wanted to do today was listening to two guys discuss amateur and semi-pro baseball and softball wasn't on my agenda and if you'd asked me this morning is that something you want to do i would have laughed at you i would have told you no and i wouldn't have done it (laughs) 
that no, there's no way that I'm going to do that. But by embracing the opportunity and just letting myself sit there and listen to all these wonderful stories, it really made my day. And we're going to talk about this a bit more. I think I'm actually going to talk more about Chip and Dan Heath's book on future episodes. So, you know, prepare yourself for that. But so you may want to go read it ahead of time. It's a very good book. It's called The Power of Moments. But yeah, don't rob yourself of those precious moments when they come your way because you'll never see them coming They'll always sneak up on you. So that's it for today. If you haven't already, please, you know, rate this podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you've got a buck, you can throw my way down in the show notes. You'll see a link for both my Patreon and the community support tab. Differences, you know, the over on Patreon, you get things periodically, (laughs) but that's all up to you. It really does help out a lot. It helps me do everything that I'm doing. So if you've got the money and you feel like joining the project, please do so. That would mean the world to me. If you don't, that's all right. Trust me. I understand that I live there. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out a lot too. More than you know. <laughs> Much more than you know. Um, yeah, I'm working on the rewrite of the chain. Chapters are going up over at Wattpad. So let me know what you think about those. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm CE Dorset on both. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like discussed on the show or down in the show notes, you can click the voice message button and it's not a button. It's a link that'll open up. It'll work in any browser. You leave me a message, please keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to answer your questions and all that there. Okay. Um, actually, on the show is where I'll answer them. I think that's it. If you need to find anything else out about me, go to projectshadow.com. Everything's listed there. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye. <laughs>